0: Tomorrow, tomorrow,
1: without, constraints, ideas, people, technology, and, thinking, defining, tomorrow, without,
2: constraints, Beyonder podcast.
0: Hello there, aloha, and welcome to episode seven of the Yonder podcast on the 21st of January 2020 with myself, Peter Jones, as usual. Coming to you again from the Pacific Telecoms conference here in Honolulu in Hawaii. As, uh, as first timers here at PTC, I have to say that the pace of networking and deal making rivals really any other industry event uh, that, that that we attend and I have to say that the quality of the conversations has, has been first class as well. So in this episode, we've got some uh, thoughts around the Chinese DC market uh, and also the Americas uh, from Chayora and Stream Data Centers, respectively. So without further ado, we'll kick off with the chat with uh, Oliver from Chayora. The Yonder Podcast. Well, Oliver, thanks for joining us here on the end of day two at PTC. Maybe you could uh, introduce
1: yourself and uh, Chayora. Well, thanks, Pete. Uh, my name is Oliver Jones. I'm the chief executive of Chiora. Chiora is a Hong Kong headquartered business that specializes in developing hyperscale data center campuses in mainland China. We hold relevant telecoms licenses that makes us in a very unique position to enable people to access this enormous global market.
0: Great. So, like I say, we find ourselves at end of day two at PTC. Lots of lots of talk. Uh, quite a few good sessions. And I know you're you're actually speaking on Wednesday. I think talking about AI and various other bits and pieces. I am.
1: I I, uh, I swung. Uh, uh, I managed to get away with participating constructively in a subsea cable <laughs> session on Sunday. But I'm back on much more home ground about AI and machine learning on Wednesday.
0: Well, looking forward to that. But curious about um, there are some, of course, some themes. A lot of people talking about edge in in its kind of generic context. Talk about talking about. About what IOT means for you know for us on on, on, on the yes. end of providing data center services curious for your take on, on maybe how some of these what we talk about is homogenized global phenomena might be playing out in China and any sorts of trends that you're seeing there, given your particular insights.
1: Well, I, I, I think it's a great area to talk about on that front. Two or three examples. Uh, China, you know, for years, people believed that China took uh, international ideas and copied them yeah. and the like. But for many years now, uh, great ideas have been looked at and even better ideas have been developed. And uh, mm-hmm. organizations like you know Tencent, for example, are doing extraordinary stuff, Baidu, with autonomous vehicles. The big issue in China is that I think, uh, whereas in the rest of the uh, the Western world, if you like, there's a lot of sensitivity about public data yeah. and surveillance and things of that sort, and we often look rather critically at you know the Big Brother world that punk one sees. But mm-hmm. actually, China and we see it very differently from that. Uh, in a country where you've got 500 million networked CCTV cameras, for example, where facial uh, recognition techniques are off the chart, uh, the benefits of that in terms of Reduced crime in terms of you know vulnerable adults finding kids being lost—it's the sort of stuff that doesn't really get reported back. Yeah. But uh, you know, autonomous vehicles. I think China is going to lead the international markets uh, by a long way. Uh, already, we're seeing columns of forty or fifty Baidu Project Apollo cars driving on public roads okay. with zero drivers no reserve drivers in there to test the technology and in china for example you know we, we focus say in the, in the uk on getting driverless cars to find their way around the city of london uh, In China, it's a different approach. They think bigger. And they say, let's design a city around a driverless car network. So there's a new city outside Beijing that will be bigger than the city of Chicago in population terms by 2022 that is designed around autonomous vehicles, buses, lorries, and cars. And they're all electric.
0: Yeah, because I think it's particularly uh, uh, thinking about smart cities and people talking about real urbanization. I mean, when we talk about it in Western terms, I think it's really hard to conceive until you're on the ground in China and think, well, no, this is what really dense urbanization actually looks like.
1: It's, well, you're right. It's one of the things for me that uh, I, I've been going to China for over 30 years. 1988 was my first visit. And I go maybe 30 or 40 visits a year these days. Uh, I live in Hong Kong, as you know. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, on pretty well every trip, I come back having seen something that still Mm. takes my breath away. You know, China's scale is something else.
0: And I suppose it's interesting that, you know, you're talking about the innovation that's domestic there and, you know, over time will be pushed out globally. But I suppose it hasn't been easy for you as far as creating data center capacity there. I mean, I think you were talking about your vision of bringing best-in-class quality uh, you know from the rest of the world into China, that sounds like it was not a straightforward road
1: no, I mean let's be clear I mean you know China's engineering capability is as good as any in the world. Uh, yeah. what one does tend to find often though is execution at either the construction level and certainly in many cases at the operational level is below the the if you like, world-class customer service standards that you might expect in some parts of Europe, some yeah. parts of the United States. And that's really where we're focusing. Not to not to focus on the Chinese domestic SME market, for example, for which the data center facilities are very suited mm-hmm. and work very well, but actually to either help international hyperscalers to access that market, be part of the digital infrastructure revolution in China, yeah. or indeed to help some of the amazing uh, first and second tier cloud players who are going to be dominating the rest of the world out of China but who want world-class standards on the ground.
0: Yeah. So to put you on the spot then, 2020 is going to be a big year in in a number of different uh, ways. What what are your predictions uh, on what's going to be happening in in China, you know, vis-a-vis data centers, connectivity on the international stage? Well,
1: I I think uh, China will continue to grow data center capacity faster than any other country in Mm -hmm. the world. Uh, I think that will be multiplied considerably if the U.S.-China trade agreement moves to phase two and gets signed Mm -hmm. because... Getting phase one signed last week was a major step forward, yeah. and uh, it's opened the doors for you know, many of the multinational corporations who've been rather treading water in the course of 2019 mm-hmm. to uh, set their people on standby, because whilst it won't happen quickly, it probably will happen in 2020. Yeah. Um, the other aspect, I think, perhaps looking slightly further afield, there's a lot of talk about you know, the Japanese, uh, the Olympics in Japan this yes. summer. Uh, China's hosting the Winter Olympics in 2022 and course, there's going to yeah. be a technology battle between Japan Japan and China as to who can create the first virtual reality Olympic experience. Right. So watch out for 2022. China Unicom are going to lead the way with uh, having you do the downhill along with the top skiers and be in the bobsleigh when it's going around the corners. It's going to be an extraordinary set of development as Japan and China both compete technologically in a constructive way yeah. for the world's audience. Well what a, what a
0: great kind of real and user and i mean the general public their kind of experience it's as, as, as awesome. a product of this uh, technology yeah. arms race Super well here i know you're so tight on time thanks for giving us giving us those precious moments it's good luck on your uh, talk on wednesday i'll be there and we'll uh, be chatting again this
1: time next year and i hope my stamina holds out for the rest of ptc it's been intense yes thanks, absolutely good cheers oliver
0: bye, bye.
2: beyond Yonder podcast
0: so moving geographies entirely uh, Chris Bear of Stream is going to talk us through his view on uh, customer evolution and some predictions for 2020.
2: The Yonder Podcast.
0: Well, please be joined by uh, Chris from uh, Stream Data Centers. Chris, introduce yourself, if you will. Hi, I'm Chris Baer. I'm the Senior Vice President of Sales and Leasing for Stream Data Centers. Great. Well, we're here at uh, PTC in Honolulu. And uh, Chris and I were just uh, chatting a little bit about some of what's going on in, in, in the market there. And um Maybe, Chris, we talked about a couple of bits and pieces. Um, we're talking about how the product type of, of what customers are looking for between enterprise and cloud, actually, maybe in years gone by, we treated them as, as kind of really specifically different types of product, but now starting to look more similar?
2: Yeah, yeah that, that is true. And I, and I think. Um I think we even had a category, right, that we would generally recognize as this is an enterprise data center that we were sort of putting in an enterprise market for enterprise customers. Mm-hmm. And we, we still have those, and, and we're still very happy with those. But, but certainly what we've seen in the past couple of years is that which we build for a Hyperscale provider is also what ends up being, I think, attractive to savvy enterprise buyers, right? Uh, And it's not just the data center and sort of, are you avoiding natural disasters and distance from trains and all these fun things that we talk about in our industries. I think maybe of equal or greater importance also is that the savvy enterprise users that are, you know, doing large scale deployments are also particularly focused on tax. They're particularly focused on renewable energy. They're particularly focused on kind of ongoing sustainability of a project. And so, uh, which just makes sense, right? Because if if these are big organizations with lots of resources and lots of smart people, right, they're, they're running build versus buy and they're understanding kind of where their loads sit. And so it does make sense that, that, uh, they would become as sophisticated and use a similar lens to what the largest, you mm. know, sort of hyperscale providers use. So
0: we have experienced that for sure. And so does this, does this commonality in, in product, let's say, presumably then uh, enables you to be more efficient, that you're not having to customize or optimize for a whole load of different types of requirements? I guess it, it, it helps you on delivery time. It helps you on, on, on pricing and so on as well, I guess. That's
2: right, yeah, because you know, you're able to build on a larger scale, right, bigger projects, uh, better efficiencies, and uh, we certainly have taken advantage of that and I think it 's how we 're going to continue to stay competitive in the market for sure
0: and this is and so broadly speaking then so this is a signal that actually the customer base in general is is becoming more sophisticated it sounds like
2: i i I think in our case you know we 're unique we 're very wholesale oriented whether it 's hyper skill or to the enterprise, and you know eighty plus percent of our customer base remains a member of the Fortune 500. So I, I do think that sort of by size and disposition and how we're structured commercially, we do get very sophisticated customers.
0: And could this be a lead into, you know, I think some of the buzzwords, people talking about hybrid environments, but actually I think certainly from our customer conversations, there are only a very small handful of people really running truly hybrid environments, but it sounds like the sophistication, the commonality of product might actually be some of the core ingredients to enable real hybrid environments to be developing for for end users, eh?
2: I think so and I think I think again sometimes people will ask me, hey, who's your biggest competitor? And as I really think about it, like clearly there are other very good commercial data center providers like us in the world. But as I really think about who our biggest competitor is, particularly around traditional large enterprise, it's the internal data center facilities, right? Because they're making decisions about the ongoing disposition of those. Mm -hmm. There's still way more of that than there is all of us in the commercial sector combined, right, on a per meter or per square foot basis. And so I do think that part of how we remain a viable and competitive option, and the platform for a hybrid is being super efficient, super scalable, yeah. super flexible.
0: Right, and that's all of us in the industry. Yeah, and if I may uh, put you on the spot for predictions for for 2020, what are you looking into your crystal ball? What in, in your markets? What, what do you think is going to be happening at the at the at, at the macro level? I, I
2: think what's uh, we we had a good
0: 2019, first of
2: all, and I think what's super encouraging for 2020 is. Um, Across the board, right? Kind of, we're talking about both sectors, yeah. Uh, and and folks here too, is there's kind of been a theme from a lot of uh, organizations saying, "Hey, we digested in 2019, we kind of ate what we had acquired, yeah." And in 2020, we're back in in growth and acquisition mode. So I'm I'm encouraged, kind of, for the whole industry here based on what we're hearing.
0: Great stuff. Well, look forward to catching up this time next year and see uh, see how on the money your predictions were. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks, Chris. It. Take it easy.
2: The Yonder Podcast.
0: Well, that's all from day two of PTC. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with some more insights. Remember, you can subscribe to the Yonder Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Tomorrow, tomorrow,
1: without constraints, ideas, people, technology, and limitless thinking, defining tomorrow.
2: Wow. The Yonder Podcast.